Here's the million dollar question. How do men like us reach our full potential and grow into the men we dream of being while taking care of our responsibilities, working, being good husbands, fathers, and still take care of ourselves? That's the question, and this podcast will help you with those answers. My name is Brent, and welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast. Welcome to the podcast. On today's show, we're talking about environmental variables and you. Because while there are exceptions to every rule, they are in fact exceptions. Now, I hear you saying already, wait, Brent, aren't you telling, are you telling me it's not my fault because of the environment I'm in? Uh, no. Park that, like, back that truck up, okay? I am absolutely not, and let me be very clear, absolutely not saying that. What I am saying is, if you're working on yourself, but don't include environmental factors in that plan of action, then you're still fighting uphill battle because your environment directly affects you. What you consume, where you live, how you live your life, what you put in your body, what kind of weather you're around, the people you're around, all of these factors come in, your work hours, your sleep habits, all of these things that we don't think about that happen every single day are actually a part of your life that has sway on how things happen in your life, that has sway on how things affect you and how successful you are at something. You can't swim the English Channel doing the backstroke in a sewage pond. It's just not going to work. I mean, you're not even in the right pool at that point, right? So, environmental factors matter. I mean, that may be a gross picture, but environmental factors matter greatly. Now, if you're new to the show, I am absolutely a proponent of what Jocko Willink, the Navy SEAL, calls extreme ownership. I love that book. You'll find links to it on my website because I think that book is so great. But I want you to learn to take ownership of things that you are responsible for, things outside of your control, things other people do to you, and things that you have no bearing on at all because it gives you power and control in your life to do so. I think that's absolutely important. I think it's very critical for you to take absolute ownership of that situation. So in our example, you are in control of where you're doing the backstreet stroke. You're in control of how what you're swimming in. You're in control of whether you're in the sewage or not. Even if someone threw you in there, you have the control to get out. That's what I'm talking about. I'm into absolute ownership. However, if you've done the necessary, then there are some external factors that you can look at, not as an excuse, because obviously you failed to plan for them, but they do exist. Otherwise, marketing wouldn't be a multi-billion dollar empire. By the way, my name is Brent. Welcome to the Fallible Man, your home for all things man, husband, and father. If you haven't been on the show before, this may not be the best episode for you to start on. Because this episode is for people who have already evaluated and created a plan of action to improve themselves and are jammed up, even though they've gone through the checklist and done the things. And we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. So 
if this is your first episode and you're not already on the path of self-improvement, that's one of the big things we talk about here is improving yourself because all men should reach their full potential. They owe it to themselves and the world at large because you uniquely have things to offer that no one else does. So welcome to the channel, guys, and let's keep going on this concept. So back through, backstroking through a sewage pond conjures some great mental images, doesn't it? I used to drive by these huge, huge sewage ponds in uh, Everett, Washington on a regular basis. I mean, just massive. They, they look like man-made lakes, and it was all raw sewage ponds for processing or however they do that. And it definitely stunk. It didn't help that it was next to a paper mill. That just made it even worse. But it is nasty. If you've ever been around the sewage pond and you have a complete mental image, you may even be getting a little uh, olfactory senses here, a little olfactory memory of how bad that smells. If that mental image is kind of gross to you, I mean, did it make your skin crawl just a little bit maybe? A little nausea? I hope so because it's gross. I want you to get a really clear picture in your head of what I'm talking about. You could be putting in a lot of work and not make the progress you want because of a small little factor like, hey, I'm trying to swim the English Channel, but I'm swimming in a sewage pond in Everett, Washington. That's, that's a detail that's kind of important. You can't swim the English Channel if you're not in the English Channel. You certainly can't even train to swim the English Channel without being in the open sea, but we'll get to that in a second. One of the most overlooked problems in personal growth is neglecting your environmental factors. I'm not saying that the world is outside of your control. In fact, I believe just the opposite. Look, I know there are people who grew up in really horrible places. I know people personally who have grown up in really horrible lives. I know people who have overcome things that most people will never experience, thank God, because they were just that bad. I had the pleasure of knowing people who could share stories that just kept me up at night because their life was so bad. I've known all kinds of survivors of emotional, physical, sexual abuse. I know people who grew up in all the worst ways, people who were having to choose between eating junk food because that's all their druggy parents had or not eating it at all and begging people, perfect strangers to try and feed themselves as kids. I mean, it's right. I, there are a lot of bad situations and I understand that. I am saying that cannot be your excuse for why you don't become the person you can be. We all have a crutch. One of my favorite videos of all time was put out by Brian Alshu on YouTube and it's called Suffer Beautifully. I highly recommend you guys look it up. It's, it comes up really quickly in YouTube search. It's called Suffer Beautifully by Brian Alshu. He runs Never State Athletics and it is an incredibly inspiring video that comes down to this really simple concept. He works with a lot of adaptive athletes. Everybody has a cross to bear. Yours and mine may not be the same. I, I didn't grow up with that. I was very blessed to have amazing parents who loved me and did the very best they could. 
everybody has something they're carrying. You have no idea when you look somebody in the eye walking through the town, people you know, people you see every day, kids in school, people at your work. You have no idea what cross or burden that they are carrying. And it may be just as bad for them as whatever you're going through is to you. It's perspective. Maybe theirs is financial. Maybe theirs is relational. Maybe theirs is sick family members. Maybe they can't afford their bills. Maybe they are about to lose everything. You don't know, unless you're super close to people, what they're dealing with. They may have a health scare going on you have no clue about. Everybody has a cross to bear, which means that nobody has the excuse to miss out becoming the person they can be because of that. It's, it's the great empowering factor. Whether your issue is financial, physical, emotional, mental, doesn't matter. Everybody has a burden. Not the same as yours. Some people have the same as yours. Different doesn't make it better or worse. Everybody has the capability because of the wide range of people I've had the pleasure of knowing. I've known some incredible adaptive, adaptive athletes that just put me in my place mentally. Not by anything that they said, but because despite their disabilities, physical disabilities, they make no excuses, no complaints. They go about their life and they live their life to the fullest and do things as like, wow, I've got no excuse why I can't do this. And they inspire me because everybody's got something. I don't know what your issue is, but you can't hide behind it. and You can't let it hold you back. You grew up in a poor neighborhood with no money. I'm sorry. You had to do some horrible things or live through some horrible experiences. I'm sorry, but you still have the opportunity to be the person that you are meant to be. Your environment has an impact. The only thing your environment does is throw in some variables that you have to learn to account for. And most people forget about it. Many people jump on to a new diet, a training program, some kind of study program, some kind of self-improvement. They get jammed up because they ignore little things that they didn't realize were happening. If you have a sweet tooth and your goal is to lose weight and your house is filled with things that tempt you, your environment is often a lot stronger than your discipline, especially starting out, especially getting started on your journey. One of the great things about it is you actually build up more resilience the longer you are on your journey. You get stronger so the little things don't trip you up as easily. They still can, but you get stronger. And so the little things don't trip you up as, e but as easily. But starting out, especially, your environment is very often much stronger than your own discipline. So if you are trying to lose weight and you have a sweet tooth, surrounding yourself with a bunch of junk you shouldn't eat is, is self-sabotage. Likewise, if you want to train for a triathlon, I was just talking to a guy the other day for the show. We were doing an upcoming interview with Eric Teplitz, and that will be later this year, guys. I can't wait for you to hear that one. I was talking to Eric because he trained for an Ironman, a triathlon. And he did all of his training for the swim in a pool. And he was like, it is so different once you get in the water. Now, as a kid who grew up playing in the water out on the coast and stuff, I'm, I'm all too familiar with swim, swimming in open water. And a, a pool is a wholly different world. Environment stronger than discipline. 
if you want to swim open water, you got to go practice in open water because you don't know what you're fighting otherwise. If you want to be successful, if you want to become more successful and build up your knowledge, but you're surrounding yourself with things that distract you like social media and video games and going out with your buddies all the time, your environment is stronger than your discipline. It's going to take away, it's going to detract from your ability to excel and to reach your potential. It's going to take away from your ability to reach your goal, to have those outside detracting influences pulling you away from the studying. I found out that this morning I was uh, reading a book for an upcoming interview that I'm doing later this month. And my kids turned on a show I had never seen before. And it's a charming little show. And it took me about 10 minutes to get sidetracked. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm not reading my book anymore. I'm, I'm watching the show. Okay. Environmental factors are something you have to account for. There are a lot of environmental factors in life we just don't think much about that affects us every day. Your commute, the quality of your sleep, things you interact with every single day. There are things that subconsciously affect your willpower, your sense of urgency, your self-respect, your sense of accomplishment, things that drain your energy, drain your motivation, drain your desire or take away from it. A lot of times people will get most of their ducks in a row then wonder what's holding them back and why they're not succeeding. Then they get frustrated and they quit without ever figuring out why it didn't work. And they don't realize they stopped just short of success. They didn't analyze and find the problem and got frustrated and quit just short of success. Then we blame the program. We blame the teacher, our tools, our lack of resources, our lack of time, lack of finances. How many people do you know who say things like, if I just had more time, I would go to the gym. If I just had a little more money, I would invest in this. If I just had a few more resources, then I could get this off the ground. You can't see it if you're listening to the audio, guys. But I've got my hand up because I've been that guy. And I bet, I would bet that you probably made those same excuses before out of frustration. And then, even worse, because we know that's not really it, we start turning on ourselves. Oh, I'm, I'm too weak. I'm too fat. Oh, I'm just too stupid. I'm so lazy. I just, there's, I can't accomplish anything. I'm undisciplined. Pick your flavor, favorite blame, guys. And, and that's where we go mentally because we beat ourselves up. We're our own worst critics. I actually heard a great retort from Elon Musk the other day that said, You're not lazy. <laughs> Your attention is just split in so many ways that you're overwhelmed and can't get anything done because you aren't focused on one thing. I thought it was a really interesting insight because I've heard people complain about laziness all the time, right? And I met people that I just like, I interact with them. I think, wow, you're lazy. But I think this is a really relevant observation. This may be part of your environmental factors that you don't know are holding you back right now. You think it's just laziness or someone tells you you're just lazy. Maybe you're just too distracted. You have too many focuses. You can't, uh, as they say in YouTube, niche down or niche down, however you want to say it. You are all over the place, just broad spectrum, hitting a thousand different things and can't stay focused. You're just overwhelmed by the 
opportunity and all of the input. Analysis by, or sorry, paralysis by analysis, right? We've all heard that idea. Paralysis, did I say that right? I probably screwed that up. Paralysis by analysis. Or how about information overload? This is a really big factor these days. That sometimes leaves you looking lazy. And it isn't that you're lazy. It's you're just taking too much in and not focusing down. Let me quantify all of this right now. Like I said, I'm all about ownership, extreme ownership, because that gives you power. In the case that you have chosen a SMART goal, when I say SMART goal, it means specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. That's SMART. If you're not familiar with that, go back to the, sorry, that's season two, episode 52. But in the case that you've chosen SMART goals and you've done your research, you've analyzed and made a well thought out plan, you've taken consistent action and you're still not seeing the results that you want to see or not seeing the growth you want to see, then maybe we need to dissect your environment just a little bit. A sewage pond is not like swimming in open water. Clean pool is still not like swimming in open water. A lake or a river is a little bit closer, but it's still not the open sea. You're swimming. You are in liquid of some kind. Ugh. The water may be even flowing and moving, but you're still not in the sea. Now, guys, if this is making any sense for you all, if you're enjoying this, be sure and hit that like button on whatever platform you're joining us from all the good social media nonsense. Honestly, it really helps us to keep making shows like this. So hit that like button, hit the bell notification. If you're on YouTube, leave us a review on Apple podcast. That does loads for me. And let's be know that you're enjoying this. If you want to be a part of what we're doing here, you can head over to Patreon or buy me a coffee. Our supporters have direct input on our content that we produce on all of our platforms and what our mission is here. And so if you're really into this, you can become a part of the mission there in that way. Our supporters have all kinds of perks and get to be all kinds of involved in what we're doing. Guys, we're going to roll to our sponsor. We'll be right back. Today's episode brought to you by thefallibleman.com. That's right. It's us. Head over to www.thefallibleman.com and check out our blog, updated twice a week with new content and links to all of our social media offerings. Tag or search us at The Fallible Man or at Fallible Man on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and other social medias for daily content. While you're there, check out our attitude swag, shirts, cups, stickers, and more. Again, that's www.thefallibleman.com. Welcome back, guys. Today, we're talking about environmental variables and you. Not often, let me stress that, not often, but sometimes you can be doing all the things you need to do to reach your goals and potential and still not be getting where you want to be. It's often something little that you didn't know was actually part of the equation. It's actually one of the places where coaches can help because they're looking for these little things. Sometimes that outside perspective the detached, it's not my life, so I can really analyze. Look that a coach 
of various kinds, whether that's in the gym or a life coach or something like that, or a business coach, they're looking for all of these little things that you aren't seeing because you're just used to them being part of your life. So they actually have a pretty good place when it comes to that kind of thing. But before the break, we stipulated that this is only a thing if you got the rest of your ducks in a row. That you've set smart goals, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. You've done the research. You've made a well-thought-out plan, and you've taken consistent action. Please make sure that you're doing all those big things because most people fail because they're not even doing those things. What we're talking about in this episode, and you can go back to season one, or sorry, season two, episode 52, where I talk about smart goals and stuff like that and getting your ducks in a row. Most people don't ever get there. If you get there, you are so far ahead of most people. It's unreal. But most people aren't even doing that. And so they certainly aren't at the point where they need to really analyze the small environmental variables related to what they're trying to accomplish. So please make sure you're getting all your big things done because most people miss it there. Now today in this episode, we're talking about these little things that you didn't realize were a problem that you take for granted because they're just not conscious issues for you, what time you go to bed can sabotage your goals incredibly. What time you get out of bed, the quality of your mattress actually has a huge impact on how you sleep. The quality of your shoes has a huge impact on how you feel at the end of the day, especially if you're on your feet a lot. All these little things can actually be really big things. In fact, the quality of your shoes is highly important because the quality of your shoes helps with spinal alignment. And you can have something go out in your spine and neck that has a drastic impact on your ability to function, to think clearly, to process life clearly. You know, that that is, the spine is so important. There's so many nerves, there's so much information traveling that having it out of alignment, I, I think chiropractic, adjustments and chiropractic care is drastically underrated and undervalued by some people. We don't even begin to truly understand cerebral spinal fluid and all that it does in our body, but we know it does some really incredible things. I've had a long conversation with a friend about that. So, you know, the quality of your footwear, it can screw up your whole outlook and focus. And you're like, I'm doing all the things. Well, you are doing all the things, but you aren't looking at some of the environmental factors. Believe it or not, something as simple as your shoes matter. The way you sleep, the quality of the food you eat, the quality of your sleep. Are you surrounding, setting yourself up for failure by surrounding yourself with the things that set you back, whether you know it or not? I mean, Here's the thing. We, we've discussed removing negative influences in your life as far as people. And if this is the first time you've joined us, we, we don't per, even pretend here that this is an easy thing. Okay? Removing negative people in your life is really difficult. Because sometimes those people aren't negative out of spite. In fact, those people are easy to get rid of. 
Sometimes it's people who are negative because they're afraid to let you take chances or afraid because they don't see the picture that you're creating. And getting away from those people is important. I think everyone's familiar with this saying at the point, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Or another way someone said it was, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. That's incredibly true. Who you surround yourself with, if your goal is weight loss and the people around you eat horrible food and pack in all kinds of junk food and are constantly just stuffing nasty stuff in their mouth, eating at McDonald's all the time on the go, and you're trying to lose weight, it's going to be really hard to accomplish that. If you're trying to teach yourself something so you can grow past where you are in your job or get a better job, and the people you hang out with all the time just want to go party all the time and go out all the time and spend your money and spend your time doing things that aren't giving you a return are falling in line with that goal to improve yourself, well, then you're not going to get very far improving yourself. Annually, in the U.S., companies spend over $25 billion to influence your environment as much as possible. Because they know that these things, the places you go, the stuff that you surround yourself with, the things you see every day, affect your head. And they're fighting for your attention at every level and platform. I won't go off about mobile phones, guys, because I've talked about it at length. Your mobile phone is stealing your time from you via social media apps. And the ability to search for anything including things that you have no need to search for. It steals your time. It doesn't give you anything. Unless you're using your mobile phone to make you money or the social media apps to make you money, it's stealing from you. It's not giving to your life. But we inundate ourselves with social media and we need to know what this person is doing and streaming services like Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus and HBO and all of them. We're just... Pound that into our head all the time. The industries know it's a huge market to try and get your attention, and they are trying to surround your world because they influence you by what you're putting into yourself. One of my favorite quotes is that your diet is not just things you put in your mouth, your diet is everything you take in. If you're trying to improve yourself, but you're just streaming Netflix all the time, you're not going to get very far. If you're trying to be more positive, but you're filling your head with a bunch of cop shows on all of the big networks, because they all make a ton of them, then you're not going to be very positive because you're pumping negative stuff into your head. So doesn't it make sense that there are some environmental variables you may be missing in your quest to improve yourself. Let me throw a couple things for you. you. You can decide. Does your mattress support you and let you get a good night's sleep? Is your house quiet enough for you to rest? Is your house dirty and stressing you out? Are you worried about being able to pay your bills? Are you at odds with your spouse, your kids, your partner, whoever is in your life? Are y'all at odds right now? Is your home a refuge or a stress? Do you have a place 
conducive to focusing so you can learn and improve yourself and grow and have quiet time. We think about diet, exercise, workout gear, proper nutrition, but we don't think about things causing stress in our lives as being part of the equation. I can't count how many people hose a diet or exercise program because they fail to get adequate sleep. I mean, you tear your body apart in the gym. It doesn't grow in the gym. Okay, the equation looks something like this. You go to the gym and you do muscle damage. You put nutrition in your body so it has the material to repair itself. And then you rest and let your body repair the damage you did. That is how you get stronger. That is how you get faster. That is how you grow in the gym. Sleep is critical. But there are a lot of things that connect and hit you in your environment. Stress is the leading cause of stubborn belly fat. All of us dads that got that little pooch down here that we just can't seem to get rid of, stress is the number one leading cause of belly fat, guys. Bad hygiene kills confidence. So does self-perceived bad hygiene, even when it's not real. Clutter impacts creativity and organization. Stress and poor sleep actually increase ghrelin in the body, which is the hormone that makes you think you're hungry. Stress and poor sleep both increase that. Prolonged sitting lowers energy production in your body, causing you to feel more lethargic, and it kills your posture on top of that. Binge watching or prolonged gaming triggers snacking. You are actually proving to eat more sitting in front of a screen. That's why they say to eat at your kitchen table, not to eat in front of the movies or in front of Netflix and in your living room. You eat more when you eat in front of the television. So how do we tackle all these issues? Well, environmental factors have to be part of your planning. You have to plan whenever you make a change, whether you're trying to make a physical change or a mental change, you have to plan in environmental factors and make sure that you make sure your environment becomes conducive to your goals. You make sure that your environment aligns with your plan. You have to change the environment you're in. If the goal is to watch less TV, then make it harder and more inconvenient to watch TV. If the goal is to eat healthy and in moderation, sure, get rid of the junk food, stop going through the drive-thru, right? That's easy. But if you're trying to eat healthy and in moderation, then Lower the screen time. Don't eat in front of your television. Get better sleep and lower your stress levels. That will help you to eat healthy and in moderation. And to lower your stress level may require multiple steps as well. I can't give you all the answers because I don't know your environment and your goals individually. But what I can tell you is your plan has to include your environment, what you're around, who you're around, what you do in that environment, where you spend your time, how you spend your time. Get out of the sewers pond and get in the open water and start swimming. You'll be a whole lot closer to swimming in the channel once you start swimming in open water and get out of all the trash and crap. Guys, I hope this helps. As always, thanks for listening. Be better tomorrow because of what you do today, and we'll see you in the next one. This has been the Fallible Man Podcast. 
your home for everything man, husband, and father. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a show. Head over to www.thefallibleman.com for more content and get your own Fallible Man gear.